0: Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 43, The Justice League Review. Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East, and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. How are you doing? I'm alright. I hope you're having a good day, good week, good month. Um, it is November, Christmas is just around the corner, and it's only just dawning on me now with the horrible transition we're having into the Christmas season with the abundance of bloody advertising and Christmas decorations going up in all the shops even at my workplace as well which is making me very sad and here's the thing I don't have a beef with people that love Christmas but don't be uh, one of the sort of like cult people that try to convert me into your way of thinking because you know you only make me hate Christmas more but yeah we're not here to talk about like you know the Christmas woes we're here to talk about Justice League Justice League literally just came out uh, over the past weekend and uh... it's had a bit of a mixed reception with some people that like it some people that hate it some people that sort of like in in the middle of the road and uh... i was initially going to see it on opening day but um, i had other things to do mainly involving netflix and a certain tv show called the punisher the interesting thing about uh... justice league was there's been so much drama you know in the lead up to this film uh... you know after the fil- after batman vs superman uh, you know, we found out that Zack Snyder was going to come back and you know direct uh, you know Justice League, and not too many people were happy about that, considering the way that uh, you know BVS ended up. And then um, you know because of what Wonder Woman did, they had to sort of retool the film to be a little bit lighter and uh, you know just basically slightly different in tone than what's come before in the DCU. And uh, then obviously because of what happened with Zack Snyder and that uh, you know horrible family tragedy, he had to step away from the film, so Joss Whedon had to come in to go about and uh, finish the film, but the rumor mill for this film just spiraled out of control with uh, you know people saying that he stepped in to add just a bit of humor and then some people saying that he retooled the entire film or you know changed about half the film there were so many conflicting media reports about it Uh, you know just it was madness and with all the talk about like you know Ben Affleck potentially being the Batman or not being the Batman after you know Justice League and his own solo film and beyond that in the DCEU And uh, the shuffling around that DC have had to do with like their films. Oh gosh, it's just like Warner Brothers and DC, they've had like just the next level palaver I've ever seen in any like, you know, was it film related thing for a while now? It's madness. So for me, you know, with Justice League, I was hopeful yet very, very, very skeptical about me liking this film because the trailers while they had some cool elements in there especially when it came to some of the action sequences I wasn't overly impressed with you know the way that cyborg looked the color scheme looked kind of you know colorful but very erratic and just inconsistent some of the CGI looked questionable and Ezra Miller as the flash as much as I like him as an actor I wasn't sure about his you know more comedic light-hearted you know approach to the character and bearing in mind I'm not like you know some DC aficionado when it comes to the comic book material I only know mainly about like you know Batman and uh, Superman and to a degree the flash but um, yeah this formation of these heroes I wasn't as excited for which is surprising considering how much I really like the Justice League TV show but yeah I was like you know what I'll give it a chance and um, I purposely avoided so many reviews before the film showed up and uh, yeah Justice League is not bad it's actually pretty decent in a lot of ways. Um, There's a lot of cool stuff in the film, I was surprised um, by some of the stuff that I liked, especially when it came to the characters. The film as a whole has a good number of issues but as an overall film I found it less frustrating and less you know painful than Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad Uh, but at the same time I don't feel like it had the simplicity and cohesion that Man of Steel and Wonder Woman had so as per usual We'll talk about story, characters, presentation, and then the conclusion, and then we will have spoilers at the end of this. Because it's almost impossible for me to talk about this film without going into some very specific elements about what I liked and disliked about the film. In terms of, you know, what they did with some of the action sequences and the plot stuff. And, you know, some of the character material. So, yeah, there will be a time code for when we go into spoilers. And, uh, you know, audio-wise, you will hear me shout spoilers when we go into the spoilers section. But anyway that's how this episode is going to go down so sit back relax and we're going to go through this thing together. So the plot for this film can be described as the following a new evil force comes to earth threatening to bring about the end of the world so Batman and Wonder Woman work together to find and recruit a team of special individuals including Aquaman, Cyborg and The Flash to stand against this newly awakened threat and that my friends is a very short like you know, summary of the plot without going into the area spoilers so firstly, one of the things I liked about the plot was the fact that you had this interesting backstory involving the main villain, different locations and the mother boxes. That along with certain dialogue about locations, history and characters really helped flesh out the world and create a mythology that was interesting and intriguing. And I found it cool that they were able to build on the material that was able to get in like you know Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman and Wonder Woman but also helped create a uh, engaging and intriguing like you know was it world that these like DC characters exist in and while we've seen you know these sort of flashbacks to you know previous times that take place long before the present day where you have like you know a backstory involving like you know some sort of end of the world scenario or war taking place between like you know different you know races and all that sort of stuff I thought it was handled well in this film it kinda reminded me of what they did with uh you know the opening backstory of Thor or some of the stuff that they did with John Carter when they was explaining the history of Mars prior to where that film took place but yeah it just helped create this interesting world where you know that there is so much more going on in you know uh, beyond earth with like some of these different characters and races and how some of them have interacted long before the present point in the film so I thought that was nice and one of the strong parts of the plot and I also enjoyed how the story was simple yet layered with themes relating to teamwork, leadership, moving on from the past, death, and finding courage in the faces of uncertainty. And there were also some awesome references to the comics with certain scenes and dialogue which made me smile. That being said, there are a good few problems with this like you know, plot. Firstly, especially during the first act, it felt like a little... Weird, where you know, we sort of hopped all over the place, you know, uh, going from scene to scene, establish what trying to establish like uh, this character's here, this character's there, um, learning about what's going on with the main villain. It sort of just felt like you were hopping from place to place without having enough time to breathe. And for as much explaining as the film did about mother boxes and the plan for the main villain, some of it just sort of went over my head. I felt like there was just, um, it wasn't even technical jargon, it was just like people were talking about things and I'm like, what? What does this mean? What's happening? What? So, uh, yeah, some of the stuff just felt a little confusing. Sometimes there were scenes that felt like they dragged that they were just a little boring and I was just like, could something more interesting be happening? And while I like some of the humour in the film, there are definitely some solid lines, sometimes the humour just came at the worst times and uh, it also led to some really um, inconsistencies with the tone, basically. And there were certain moments where I felt that we just needed more time to um, let certain plot elements just breathe and, you know, sizzle and allow them to, like, you know, fully form and then move on to something else. But then there were just moments where things happened and it was over or things happened and just didn't have a proper conclusion. And this film also presents a few issues that contradict what's come in these uh, DC films before mainly Batman vs Superman but again we'll get into that in the area of spoilers alright so let's talk about the characters and I feel like this is my favorite portion of the film because I feel like the characters are the strongest element of the film there are a lot of interesting and fun performances especially from the main protagonist and they ended up being you know far more engaging than I thought they would be so let's start with Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne slash Batman now I know he is like uh, the topic of conversation mainly because like people were wondering whether he's still gonna be the character after Justice League and some people either really like his portrayal of Batman or really hate it I thought he was one of the best parts of Batman vs Superman and uh, he continued to be really fun and interesting in this film I like his portrayal of Batman more so than Bruce but I still appreciate that this version of Bruce Wayne is strong willed, focused yet reckless and uncertain and uh, he just has some really good interaction with uh, some of the other characters especially you know The Flash and Wonder Woman those two have some really great moments and speaking of Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot is pretty good in this role now she's definitely started to like you know find her groove with it and it's interesting to see her in the modern world dealing with issues of the past but also some of the issues of the present, especially when it comes to her teammates, Um, I found her just really fun, confident, smart and interesting and obviously she is super pretty as heck, so you know, that also helps, but yeah, she was really fun and good in the film and it just felt like a natural progression of where she was from her solo film into this one. And now let's talk about Ezra Miller as The Flash. Now, as I said before, I was worried about this interpretation of the character that he'd just be, you know, too jokey and wouldn't have too much purpose in the film. And while he definitely is the source of the majority of the humor, which, you know, sometimes works and sometimes doesn't, he is just delightful. He has this undeniably fun, charming energy about him. Um, He's very you know chatty, uh, very strange and silly and naive and uh, you can see that this is probably just like a very early version of the character because he knows about his abilities but I don't think he is you know as well versed as some of the other people so he's coming into this fairly fresh you know as a superhero but I thought he was you know one of the funnest like you know, captivating moments of the film he does get a tad annoying on occasions but overall I thought he was fun And now let's talk about the real surprise of the Justice League team, Uh, Ray Fisher as Cyborg, I thought he looked like the most boring character from the trailers and he ended up being one of the highlights of the film, I liked his attitude and how he was created and how he carries himself, he is a bit of a brooding kind of guy but he has every reason to be once you find out why in the film and because of his connections to some of the plot elements it made him just a lot more interesting and seeing him eventually join the team and have his moments to shine in the film was just good I got just about enough that I needed to know about him to want to see him more in you know future films still don't like that suit and some of that CG was dodgy but we'll save that for the presentation side of things Uh, and Jason Momoa as Aquaman he was cool I liked his sort of serious yet chilled out and funny kind of attitude and you know he was always there to do the right thing at the right time But it's strange I found him to be the least captivating of the Justice League and he was hyped up to be one of the best characters you know from the market and he ended up being just alright he had some really you know good moments but I didn't find him nearly captivating as any other member on the team and the team overall just had a wonderful dynamic they had some you know fun moments of humor, some good banter, some like, you know, fun back and forth. Sometimes they weren't happy with each other, sometimes they got into, you know, verbal and uh, physical altercations, and it was just fun just seeing them work out their issues, come together, and then become a team. That was some good stuff. And of course, we can't talk about the Justice League without mentioning Henry Cavill as Superman. It's not a secret that this guy's in the film, it's been you know reported for ages. He was you know in interviews and he's in the bloody trailer, so there you go. Um, his contribution to this film is really really cool. I liked it, I liked it a lot. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, that was some good stuff, and that's all I'll leave it at that for now in the non spoiler section of this review. Um, when it comes to the other characters, I thought. Kieran Hines had an intimidating presence as the voice of Steppenwolf, but Steppenwolf as a character was just pretty generic. He was, you know, that standard, oh, yeah, I'm a bad guy, I'm going to take over the world kind of thing. There wasn't anything, there was no depth or any interesting layers to him. He was just, you know, another basic villain, and he worked for the uh, film, but just as an overall villain character, he just joins the uh, many villains in the DCEU that's just meh. Or just in comic books in general. Next up is Jeremy Irons who I really like as Alfred. I liked him a lot in Batman vs Superman and he continued to be really fun providing information while also having some good lines of humor here and there. I also liked seeing Connie Nelson back as Queen Hippolyta. She was pretty decent. Amy Adams and Diane Lane were fine as you know Lois Lane and Martha Kent. Joe Morton as as Stone was fine but I thought it was way more interesting the fact that he was you know the guy from Terminator 2 and he ended up being in another film where he's messing around with technology. That was way more interesting than his actual character. And Amber Heard's introduction to this world as Mira was cool, she has some pretty fun moments. And finally there's J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, a character I was really hyped to see. And I like this version of the character. I just wish there was more of him. There wasn't enough J.K. Simmons' as Gordon. Just from the few moments that he is in the film, it's just like, yes, I'm starting to feel this a lot. And just from their interactions, you know, him and Ben Affleck, you can tell that there's been like, you know, some sort of uh, relationship there. But there's not enough of it. There's not enough. So now let's talk about the presentation, and for the most part, it was good. Now let's start with the visuals. It was pretty nice there was a great level of attention to detail when it came to the way certain shots were framed and the cinematography so you have these really cool moments especially with Batman when he's perched up on a building looks really cool uh, sometimes you have these shots of the team standing together or the way in which they end up like you know fighting the way in which the camera is positioned the use of color and um, the battle stances, yeah, it was just really cool. And again, you were feeling like you was watching comic book material come to life, and I was really appreciating that. And the action sequences, when they were, they were really fun. Some of them were spoiled in, like, you know, the trailers, but there's definitely really cool and fun moments. I like the way the flash of speed was depicted with some of the slow motion and, like, the lightning stuff. Seeing Aquaman's abilities was pretty cool and uh, when cyborg looked cool he had some really cool moments in there as well the fight sequences were really cool whether it's like the heroes versus like you know the group of the parademon villains or you know seeing them go up against Steppenwolf the main bad guy or seeing them fight each other there was some really fun stuff in there that being said some of the fights just felt lacking creativity and could have been a little bit more fancy considering the source material that they're working from and also the CGI, sometimes it looked a little dodgy. The flashes running animation looked so dopey in some occasions. Um, and the CGI on the Cyborg went from being pretty good on most occasions to looking pretty dodgy on some other ones, it just looked like his face which is the realistic part of him just looks so fake on occasion and talking about fake Steppenwolf, as soon as he showed up on screen I'm like he's a full-on CG character isn't he? and it wouldn't be so bad if he didn't look so you know blurry and fake and not part of the real world I know that certain characters like these cannot be you know depicted with like you know, real-life characters, but some of that stuff clearly could have been done with someone of a well-built stature in, you know, a good costume. So I'm like, what is going on? Why does this character have to be full-on CG? And, uh, yeah, there's just a few other moments where the CGI just looks blurry and lacking in detail, and it's surprising considering the magnitude of this film and the budget that went into it. And the green screen sometimes just looks so fake. It's like, come on now. What are you playing at? But other than that, you know uh, visual effects aside the film looked good for the most part and when it comes to the music my mad Danny Elf Mad was there to go about and score this film and it was something I was paying attention to from the beginning and overall I enjoyed it Elfman's score while not one of the most memorable scores I've heard in you know recent years of superhero films it certainly had a presence and I like the fact that his score had a lot of impact, drama, triumph, and playfulness. And while not as memorable as his previous work, he created some really good stuff, especially when he was able to incorporate the original themes for Batman and Superman from Batman 1989 and Superman 1978. Those classic themes from him and John Williams have, you know, gone down as some of the most notable themes, and not in the comic book films, but film in general and to hear the way he which he incorporated it in subtle ways was delicious. I was having the best time ever. I'm like, oh got me right there. Elf man, you're given the good stuff. So that brings us to the conclusion. Justice League. It ended up being far better than I expected. And I think that was mainly just due to my super low expectations, but what I really liked about the film was the fact that these characters you know were a lot more engaged than I expected them to be they had charm and you know good scenes together some of the action sequences are cool I like the new mythology and world building that they're establishing with this uh, building of the stuff that's come before but also creating something new um, while the story is a bit of a hodgepodge of randomness and some stuff I didn't quite understand some of the CGI was a bit dodgy And, you know, there were some other numerous issues. I thought the film was fine. And this, again, is a step in the right direction for these films going ahead. Now, I know there's some people that just, you know, poo-pooed on this film completely and they just want the DC universe just to fall in and implode on itself, which it kind of is doing at the moment, but I feel like there's enough good elements with this film, and especially with Wonder Woman, that this, this series could keep going. So, yeah. Justice League, not bad. Give it a chance. And if you don't like it, well, you know that's good for you, and if you did like it, that's also good for you. If you want to tell me your thoughts on the film, let me know in the comment section below, or holler at me on Twitter where I am, the Hypersonic55, or FilmFocus55, or holler at me on my email, where it is the Hypersonic555 at gmail.com, or holler at me on my blog where I am, Hypersonic55.wordpress.com. And that will do it for now for the non spoiler section of this review. Thank you for listening. If you're going to stop listening here, but if you're going to listen to the uh, spoiler section, that'll be happening right about now. So bye bye for people that don't want spoilers, but hello for the people that want spoilers. Spoilers abound. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So yeah, we're going to be talking about spoilers for uh, Justice League right now. If you're still listening, thank you for sticking around and let's talk some spoilers. Firstly, one of the things I wanted to address about this film was the um, the plot. The interesting thing about the plot was just that while I pretty much understood what was going on, basically you have, you know, the Mother Boxes, which are these crazy magic cubes that can bring about like, you know, the end of the world. And Steppenwolf wants those to, you know, basically create the world in a, you know, much crappier kind of way. And the heroes have to stop. And that's the basic plot of the film, which, you know, when you talk it out loud, it definitely just reminds you of the Avengers. Very, very similar in terms of the plot. It's just that instead of one cube, which was the Tesseract, we have three cubes, which are known as Mother Boxes. And, yeah, I understood what was going on, but there were certain points where Steppenwolf was talking to the heroes or talking about certain things, and I'm just like, what is this? What what was going on? I'm not sure if I'm quite following. And I feel like sometimes, I don't know if this is just because they were working off of, like, you know, the source material, but there is a chunk of information where I feel like they were just paying, like, you know, lip service to the source material, and people who understand the comics would fully understand what the hell was going on but some of that stuff just sort of went over my head and I'm like you could have just given me a few more minutes just to digest that kinda stuff explain a few things and speaking of explaining a few things uh, what the hell happened with Superman's return I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit but yeah you know what let's just talk about Superman right now his return in this film was quite strange Firstly, at the end of Batman vs Superman, we are given the indication that the guy isn't completely dead. You know, with the dirt rising off of his coffin, it was like, Oh, so Superman's gonna come back, yeah? Nope. Man's dead. He is deader than dead. And the only reason he comes back is because Bruce Wayne gets the idea to use one of the mother boxes to go about and uh, bring Superman back to life. And while I appreciate the fact that, you know, was it, it was the characters in the end that helped bring him back, at the same time, I was sort of just like, so this team is so useless or like, you know, just lacking in hope and strength that they have to go back and revive a dead man in order to defeat him. And I know that's sort of unfair because, uh, you know, Superman is like, you know, technically a godlike being uh, and, you know, he has powers that, like, you know, was it pretty much immeasurable to most people but at the same time I was hoping that you know the Justice League would put up a better fight against you know Steppenwolf and then Superman would come in you know save the day or help save the day as part of a unit but once Superman comes back and then he eventually starts fighting my gosh he beats the crap out of Steppenwolf so badly he makes Steppenwolf look like a right wuss and while it was funny and great at the same time just to see how badass Superman was just beating the crap out of Stephen Wolf at the same time and just like, my gosh, the The rest of the team is just as a speck of dust compared to you, Superman. And yeah, seeing Superman come back from the dead and not quite know what the hell was going on, you know, didn't quite recognize everybody and then everyone had to try and fight Superman, that was sweet as hell. Uh, You know, getting to see these people, you know, use their abilities and just pale in comparison to Superman was fun, especially when it came to the uh, confrontation between Superman and one woman. That was cool. Seeing them headbutt each other, but then that bit where Superman just flies up and then headbutts into the ground. Boy! <laughs> that was the coolest thing ever. I'm like, bruv, just got shut down. Um, but then now's that moment where, uh, was it everyone sort of tried to gang up on Superman? And, uh, you know, the Flash is like, you know what, I'm gonna run behind him and go get him. And then as the Flash is running, Superman just turns his head. Looking at him and the flash is just like what this guy. He's so quick. Oh It was the coolest moment just seeing superman's glare death glare looking at the flash Seeing him at that speed I'm like good god superman is just he is amazing and then seeing um, Was it superman like attempt to hit the flash at such quick speeds that was the coolest thing Oh, I was having so much fun with that. That was some good stuff And, you know, seeing Superman, like, you know, almost basically beat the crap out of Batman, I thought he was going to crush his skull for a second. I'm like, bloody hell. And obviously, it was uh, bloody Lois that was going to, you know, crack him out of his weird psycho revival kind of thing. But still, I was sort of just surprised that uh, with Superman being, you know, sort of out of it, not quite knowing what's going on and recognizing Lois and then leaving, it wasn't quite explained how, like, you know, Superman just, got back to normal. He sort of just hanged around with Lois and then his memories returned and that was it. I thought there would be like, you know, larger repercussions though it would have taken a little bit more time. I would have liked having some more scenes with Lois and uh, Superman like, you know, just trying to piece back his memory, you know, having a bit of like some crazy psychoman moments and having to recall the past. Because clearly a few moments ago the guy didn't know, you know, friend from foe besides Batman and he said, oh yeah, I'm gonna Basically, kill you, Batman, but then Lois shows up and then he flies away. And we then just after that, he just sort of remembers everything, and there's just no major, you know, repercussions. As soon as he comes back to the team, it's just like, oh yeah, I'm here. I'm, you know, happy go lucky, good Superman again. I'm like, I just wish there'd been more time to see him transition from being like, you know, Psycho Man Killer to, you know, becoming Superman again. Oh, 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 and there's one other thing I forgot to mention. And that's about Superman's upper lip. Yo, man, that thing looked dodgy. Now, for those who are not aware, let me give you some context. Back when uh, Justice League was having its reshoots, they needed Henry Cavill to come back and do some reshoots of Superman. However, he was currently, at the time, doing like, you know, shooting for Mission Impossible 6, and he had a mustache. And according to the reports I heard online, Paramount said that he couldn't get rid of the mustache. So. They ended up having a CGI the moustache out during Justice League's, like, you know, uh, was it filming? And, yo, you can see it in the bloody film. Straight from the beginning when you have that opening, like, you know, bit with the kids talking to Superman on, I guess it's a, a mobile phone or something. Talking to him, asking him questions. His lip looked just odd. It looked weird. And I know it's just it's a very small thing to harp on about but just in during certain points of the film you're looking at Henry Cavill it's just like that upper lip just don't look right it don't look right and um, even my sister who didn't know about the whole Henry Cavill moustache thing she noticed how weird his mouth looked and yeah I mean like come on guys would it have really been that bad paramount just to give him a you know a a fake moustache let him shave the thing off it, this film makes his mouth look so odd and strange Oh it was it was very distracting during certain scenes especially that opening bit my gosh well oh, that was weird oh and there was one other thing that I really liked and it was this moment of conflict between Wonder Woman and Batman when you know Batman's talking about you know how they need Superman and how the world is still in mourning and you know Wonder Woman is just like yeah you know you should really move on from that and he's like, "Oh yeah," says the woman who's like, you know, been mourning about like, you know, her dead boyfriend for over a hundred years or whatever. And when she pushed him, firstly, like that was a low blow for Batman. That sass, ooh, damn good. And the fact that it struck such a chord with her that she'd like, you know, proper push him. And I'm like, mate, she could kill you, boy just like you know Aquaman said and I was just like man that was a funny moment but also it was a strong moment because you can see that these two characters have like you know different um, have similar like you know feelings yet at the same time have different like you know approaches to uh, the way in which they do things and just seeing them come to conflict like that was just whoo that was some tension there loved it uh, also the flash I understand that this guy is, like, you know, fairly fresh to the superhero game, but the fact that he, you know, made so many clumsy mistakes, I'm like, good gravy. Uh, Some guy, I can't remember whose name it was, pointed this out online, that he tripped a good few times in the film. I think it was about four times, and I was like, I could understand the first two times, but the fact that he was able to trip on himself four times in the course of the movie, I'm like, are you really the Flash? I mean, you can't be that inept in your abilities just to stay on your bloody feet at that quick of a speed. I mean the reason why I was a little like uh, less hard on the Flash is because I was like yeah he's pretty fresh at this clearly he knows about his speed and he knows how to use it but he probably doesn't know how to use it completely well he's pretty much like high school Peter Parker where he's aware of his abilities and knows how to use his powers but not to the best degree and that's why, you know, I was a little forgiving of the flash abilities, but at the same time I'm just like, How can you fall that many times and use some sort of donut? Pull yourself together. And uh one other thing. Yeah his running animation is just so dopey he takes such long strides and I can understand that everyone has a different sort of like a running stance but his one looks so silly especially towards the end of the film where there is that montage of all the characters and the flash running through like central city he looks so silly and this brings about a larger issue with like running animations for like you know uh, superpowered individuals now I know that in real life people can only run so quickly so when you're animating it you have to make it look like it belongs in the real world but also make it look super fast and while they did it well with um, Quicksilver in X-Men Days of Future Past and Apocalypse at the same time I feel like there's just not many live action films where you can see someone running literally a full body shot where it makes them look as quick as they should be. Like for example take Dash from The Incredibles, that is still the best depiction of seeing someone running at a really quick pace. The blur that they have for the legs and the arm movements, it looks fantastic. It sort of reminds me of Sonic's running animation once they went into the Unleashed, Colors and Generations type gameplay. Because seeing Sonic run at super blistering speeds when using the boost gameplay, that's good running animation. And for some reason in live action they just haven't been able to get it correct yet. I need it to be done correctly. And they've pretty much got it down to a T with the flash tv series even though sometimes when he's running really quickly he still looks like he's running in slow motion during those quick close-up shots and they look so stupid but even his running animation looks better than the one in the film so i'm just like "Mm -mm 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 -mm." but otherwise yeah i think that's most of the main spoilers i want to talk about really uh is there anything else let me think oh yeah actually there's two more things um those post-credit scenes The first one with the flash and Superman having that race wonderful good stuff obviously you were never going to see who won but that was pretty fun I like that but the second one was way more interesting you see that uh, there's a security guard in Arkham Asylum and they're going to check on Lex Luthor and he's not even in there guys escaped he's on a boat and who's he talking to bloody Deathstroke Slade Wilson And he's played by Joe Manganiello. Manganiello? Manganiello? I honestly don't know how to say his name correctly, so, you know, don't hate me. But yeah, I can't believe that this is actually a thing. Obviously, there was all those rumors about him, you know, playing the character in the new Batman film, but then that was apparently scrapped. But to see him just at the end of this film, good stuff. I like that a lot. Sets up some interesting, you know, stuff for the future, so I, I appreciate that. So yeah, that's pretty much it. No more spoilers. If there's anything else that I missed out, just be sure to contact me via my uh, social media links in the description below. Until next time, peace out.